in times of suffering, um, God can be, we can hear God the loudest, mm. um, that he whispers in our pleasures but shouts in our pain. You know, there's obviously some truth in all religions, but, you know, what is the real truth? Every religious system in the world has one thing in common, it's good works and bad works, and you're going to try and do more good than bad, and you just yeah. bring it back to the cross, you know. You're not perfect, neither are we, but Christ is. And there's a little verse we used to say, only one life, it will soon be passed, only what's done for Christ will last. The act or the discipline of reading the Bible, I think it's, like in anything in life, it needs to be regular, to keep ourselves aware of what God's Word is, because as you would all appreciate, it's a huge book, uh, there's plenty in it, and there's no way we would know every word if we just read it the once. You know, we've got to continually be reading, and also from different parts of the Bible. Let's not get stuck just reading, say, the Psalms, and that's all we've read in a year. I mean, nothing wrong with doing a full-on study of the Psalms in a year, but don't just read from one bit. The whole world, wherever you go in the Western world, there's debt. The world is driven by debt. And I see where this is going. If you want to take the time and take an interest in where this is going, it's not good. Uh, it, it means that eventually, somewhere down the track, the piper has to be paid. And if you look at that situation economically, it's um, quite a disaster. This debt has to be paid back. Who's going to pay it? I don't think the world is capable of paying that. I'm going to say, I look at the United States, I look at how much debt they're in over there, with their unfunded uh, liabilities, they're up over $20 trillion. That's trillion with a T. They'll never ever pay that back. So something is going to come to this world that all of us are going to have to deal with at some point in time in the economic situation. On the last day of the feast, the great day, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now, I just wanted to ask you to examine your heart, even right now, and ask yourself, do I have rivers of living water flying from out of my heart because I want you to think about a river you know rivers it's not a stream it's not a little trickle you think of the Murray River how much water is in the Murray River that's constantly flowing this is what Jesus is saying rivers if those who come to him and believe in him rivers of living water should be flowing from within us something a little different today and, um, and we're going to start with some prayer and uh, first thing is I'm going to put a, uh, Matthew on the spot oh, good. again so Matthew come back up here oh I'm coming up <laughs> and uh, grab this mic you're going to lead us in prayer if you want to go to the <laughs> yeah just stand thank you Jesus I'm just praying about the service yeah. yep Thank you, Father, for what is about to take place, what has already happened, of course. Um, but, Lord, we pray that this time now is dedicated to you, to learning from your word, perhaps, to um, praying some key prayers, to coming to new understandings of things, or even just seeing things uh, freshly. Lord, we don't come here to waste anyone's time. We don't come here to make money. We don't uh, come here to show off or anything like that. Lord, we come here to share amongst ourselves uh, your message and also for those that come in off the street we share your message yes. Lord help us to learn your message as I said help us to learn it afresh maybe learn a new angle to it something not a different message but just see the proper and true message yes. uh, from a new light so Lord uh, whatever you have planned today uh, we pray that we of course don't get in the way of it uh, but Lord our ears are open uh, and that uh, your will will be done in this place. Yes, Lord. Yes. Amen. 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 Amen.
Yes, thank you, Lord. And we're here for you, Father. And we just ask that you would keep us strong, keep our, our feet firmly planted, Lord, on the rock, which is Jesus Christ. Yes. Mm. And uh, that we would look to you for all things, Father. For we are in a blessed uh, nation, blessed city, Lord. We are so blessed compared to what is going on in so many other places. We feel your protection here, Lord, and we just honour you and ask every day that you would lead us yes. and uh, make our, our path straight. Keep keep us, from, all, from the youngest to the eldest, Lord, keep us on your path and help us to fulfil your, your uh, promises, Father, your will for our lives. Mm-hmm. That would only bring you glory and um, help others as well, Lord. So may we be fruitful for the kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Andy, I'm going to ask you to come up and pray about things that are taking place in the world. Thank you, Lord, that uh, we can come together in your presence here this morning. And Lord, as those that have just shared their prayers before me, I support them in their prayers, Lord, and I bring before you the world's situation, dear God, with the terrorist activities and the evil that is being carried out in the Middle East and around the world. Father, as a body corporate, we would come together and, Lord, we would ask, dear God, that your spirit would manifest in these places, that you would uh, certainly put a stop to this evil that is going on. And, Lord, we pray for our Christian brothers and sisters in the Middle East, Lord, in Egypt, Syria, Iraq, everywhere, Lord, in the Middle East. We pray for them, dear God, that they would be strong under this persecution, Lord. We pray for each and every family over there, dear God, that they would not confess that uh, Islam is greater than Christ, but rather that Christ is greater than Islam, for he has risen from the dead. So we pray and support each and every Christian brother over there, Lord, and we also come in and support the uh, Muslims over there, dear God, that are searching, they want the truth. And so, Father, we pray that their hearts would be turned toward Christ this morning. Yes. Father, we ask this now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks. Lord Jesus, uh, please put us all at ease now, Lord. <clears throat> just rest our minds, just let us uh, focus on uh, what you want us to uh, be doing. Mm. Lord, please uh, put everybody in the right uh, frame of mind, Lord, to uh, to guide this meeting, Lord, and uh, we want your Holy Spirit, Lord, just to uh, minister to everyone now, Lord Jesus. Yes, mm-hmm. Lord, uh, please bless everyone here, Lord, today, Yes. and uh, bless uh, our families, Lord, and let us uh, produce fruit, Lord, uh, according to your word, Lord. Because uh, the times are getting dark and uh, we need your help, Lord. Please uh, discipline us, Lord, and let us be the right uh, uh, be the right people that you chose, Lord, to uh, do your work here on this earth, Lord. So bless this meeting now, Lord, and just uh, guide it and just uh, be with us now in your precious name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Father God, we are so grateful, Lord, that we can come into your presence this morning. Lord, we have come to meet with the one true living God. You are not a God that is far away, Lord. As you said to your people in the, in the Old Testament, uh, through Moses, you said that who else, which other nation has a God that is that close to them, that they can call upon your name. Yes. And we call upon your name, Lord, this morning, Father God. We pray, Lord, that you would pour out your spirit in our hearts, Father God. Yes. We pray, Lord, that there would be a fresh touch of your of your of your presence lord god we pray that our hearts would be overflowing lord god with your with your presence lord we pray that the things that are said the things that we pray lord would be a sweet aroma into your into your nostrils father god and that the name of the lord jesus christ would be lifted up amongst us lord god lord we pray that as we leave this place this morning lord that we would be so filled lord god we would have such a, a um an atmosphere of 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 the reality of Christ in us, Lord God. Yes. For Lord, this is what is going to change this world, Lord. These things that we hear, the things that we've prayed for, Lord, the problems of this world, Lord, they pale in comparison to the power of the mighty God 
who is, who was, and is, and is to come. Lord. We know that you're coming soon, Lord. We know that you are calling out those who are going to be your true followers, Father God. We want to be your true followers, Lord. We want to be your true worshippers, Father God. Yes, Lord. And we just ask, Lord, that you anoint us, Lord, under the power of the Holy Spirit, that we can go from this place, Lord, for whatever this week may uh, throw at us, Lord, that everything that we do would be in the Spirit, Lord God. We will not walk in the flesh, Lord, but walk in the Spirit. Father God, we need your help, Lord. We pray this as, as a desperate prayer, Lord yes. God. We ask in Jesus' name. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Amen. And uh, I'm going to ask uh, for Stephen, if you could come up and pray for God to raise up leaders in our community, spiritual leaders. Jesus. Heavenly Father, yes, our nation needs desperately yes, leaders, Lord, that will lead by your ways yes, and God. not the ways of, uh, of this world. Mm-hmm. So, Lord, I pray for our governments. I pray for uh, the people, the politicians, Lord, that, that somehow, some way, Lord, they can just turn their eyes away from their uh, self-serving interests that are so prevalent these days, Lord, and that they can turn away from that, turn away to, to what you have asked uh, each and every one of us to do, particularly leaders in the community, and that's to give themselves for others. So, Lord, I pray that that uh, you will uh, you will uh, build up leaders in this nation, um, whether it be in the current government or in other in other areas, Lord, that will turn our eyes to you and and uh, lead this nation by your ways, Lord, not by their own thoughts, not by their own uh, beliefs, Lord, but by your beliefs, by your rules, by your decrees, by your commands, Lord. This nation was birthed on your commands, Lord. Lord, I pray that our leaders, Lord, will, will turn back to those those uh, those times, Lord, when when Your word was was the was the thing that was the uh, command that um, that drove this nation, Lord. So, yes, Lord, I just pray for uh, Malcolm Turnbull, for whoever our leader is, Lord, that leads this nation. May he turn back to You. May they turn back to You, Lord, because this nation will never be the great nation of. Southland, the Holy Spirit, ever, ever again if we don't turn back to you. That's right. And it needs to come from the top, Lord. It needs to come from our, from our leaders of, of this nation. So, Lord, those who are, are declaring your greatness and goodness, like um, Corey Bernardi, um, and there's some others as well, Lord, I just can't come to mind. May, Lord, you just build them up and uh, raise them up, Lord, to, to, to make a difference in this nation. For your glory, and your glory only. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Father God, we, we come to you this morning in dependence on you because we know that in ourselves and in who we are and what you've made us, we are weak and we are just human people. Yes. Father, but you've placed in each of us, according to your word, the ability to have faith in you, to trust you, and to believe for you to do more than we can think or ask yeah. or imagine. Father, your word teaches us that your ways are higher than our ways. Yeah. Your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Father, but by your spirit, you've instilled life in us. And I pray, Lord, that we will today believe in you, trust you for more, teach us to change us, Father. Yeah. And let your spirit make a change in us that's permanent, that lifts us up to another level. Yeah. Where we can start being real life, and real living water to other people and to yeah, people around us. Yeah. I pray, Father, that today we are have the ability in our spirit to receive from you. Like you said, Father, that um, Jesus, when you and earth, you said we've got to eat of your bread and drink of your blood. Yes. We've got to make what you are. You are the word of God to make it part of us, digest it and make it a part of who we are and what we are yes. and the beings that we are. I pray, Lord, that we receive this morning and consume what you want to give us, charge us to make us something else. Something different, something that you want us to be. Yeah. I pray, Father, that you bless the words of God. That your spirit works through Robin, through every person even mm-hmm. in this place this morning. Yes, to judge us and to bring and forth what you want to bring forth. That you yes. birth what you want to birth. Yeah. You bring it to life, Father, and that things can change in this world and change in us. Change the people around us. Change this world, change this nation, change this 
Sydney, Janja, Aries, we love you. Father, thank you for faith. Thank you that we can trust in you to do that. Yes, mm -hmm. yes Lord. I pray that in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you very much, guys. Yesterday, we went out witnessing. Um, I didn't have any success at all yesterday, so, but the boys did. And um, we had a, uh, a bit of a discussion at Chibos before we, we left. But I want to call you guys up if you can. So come, come up, witnessing team. And uh, now, Jamie, you were telling, uh, telling me something today yeah. about the situation. Could you explain, re-explain what, what happened? Yeah. Um, we try and... taller up there. Yeah, I was going to say. Maybe you should stand up there, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah, just go on and tell me what happened. Yeah, so we meet together on Saturday mornings, and um, we try and prepare ourselves to go out and speak to people and you know, carry the message of the gospel to them and we try and work out what's the best way to open conversations with people, you know, to get them talking. Um, and I think yesterday I, I kind of learned myself, you can't really prepare one certain way and have that same approach for every person you like. The lady we spoke to yesterday, she was in her 60s, could you say? Um, maybe older. And it turns out very early in the conversation we learned that she lost her son six weeks ago mm -hmm. um, to cancer. So, and I could imagine if we went up to her with the approach of, oh, do you want to partake in a survey with these questions? Like, I don't think she would have been in the right mind frame no, to, no. to really participate in that. Um, so we ended up just saying that God, in times of suffering, um, God can be, we can hear God the loudest. Mm -hmm. um, that he whispers in our pleasures but shouts in our pain and that we God can use people in, in your circumstances to um, you know at the right time we might have come to her and hopefully God would use us to speak a message of hope to her that she can um, you know go back home we know she had a Bible by her bedside um, but she probably didn't read it much from what we gathered so hopefully after speaking God you know, put him, put something in her heart to actually pick up her Bible and mm. and you know seek a relationship with him mm. and you know discover a, a renewing sense of joy mm. in in the truth. Yeah. So yeah. that was the kind of experience we had yeah. yesterday. Wasn't it amazing? It's yeah. a very rewarding experience. Like it takes a lot of courage. We got to step out of faith, mm. and even in our own faith, like for me. It's a big step to try and push my faith to the next level, out of my comfort zone, and you know, really just try and forget myself and serve God. Um, so we're just trying to do that in obedience. Um, and the reward, like the stories that you hear, and we can see that it's a real fruitful experience in our own walks and trying to spread the gospel as well. So yeah, beautiful. And. Uh Anthony and Ben went up and talked to a Hindu person, yeah. and it just so happens that Anthony had studied Hinduism. Yeah, just recently. Uh, yeah. yeah, so <laughs> keep the microphone. Yeah, up. yeah, sorry. <laughs> just recently, I uh, sort of looked into some of Rob's uh, podcasts um, on Hinduism because he talked about some exposing religions, and um, you know, there's obviously some truth in all religions, but. You know what is the real truth, and um, when we started speaking to this um, Hindu fellow, his name's Sanjay, Sanjay, and um, he uh, he was just on his break, so we were sort of strapped for time. Um, but as we got talking to him, it's almost like we started building a bit of a relationship ourselves with him to, you know, sort of give him like a gentle, like it was sort of a gentle conversation, just try, trying to tell him our faith and. He did mention to, to us that um, he has been given a Bible of, uh, before and he has had Christians approach him before, so he probably saw this as like maybe, I, I don't know whether he saw it as a wake up, wake up or a, um, something that could have uh, let, been leading him on uh, a different path, but uh, he, um, yeah, he was definitely uh, interested in what we had to say, so... Yeah. Um, Ben, ben did uh, most of the talking in some way, but uh, I was 
I was there for some moral support, I suppose. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and it was it was a really good conversation. Like he was actually very fascinated with what we what we had to say. So um, yeah, and, and you know we never know if these things actually start planting seeds or if they're, exactly. they're watering. So yeah, so um, and and he seemed like a, such a genuine guy too. So. Um, yeah, we just pray that God just leads him to the truth and that he does want Jesus in his heart and, and uh, continue on that journey. So, yeah. mm. so add to what, what we've been talking about. Um, well, I think one of the fantastic things that came out of both um, conversations was both, both of them had Bibles and uh, I asked both of them, have you read the Bible? They both said, yeah, sometimes or not recently. But what I asked them to do, and which they both agreed, I said, before you read the Bible, pray to God that he will reveal himself to you because that's God's promise to all of his creation that if you seek me with all your heart, you'll find me. And you, the, the Bible, as we know, we know it's, it's, not, an, it's not a normal book. You know, this is the words of life. You know, this is Jesus contained in a book. You know, um, and, you know, both... Um, people that we spoke with the Lord was there it was just we didn't we weren't there to force anything um, we're just here to, to to open our hearts to connect with them as one human being connecting to another and and just sharing the goodness of God who God is and the Hindu um, gentleman you know he was really he really listened to what we were saying you know he wasn't just like you know okay yeah I just want you guys to leave you know, he was actually interested he was asking questions you know he asked us the the, the, what's, why, why does God not deal with evil right now? You know? And actually, we had just talked about that like about 10 minutes prior, and I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> you know, good question. We're on. Yeah, and I said, so I asked him, I said, so if God was to come and deal with evil right now, and I had explained to him that God's standard is 100%, you know, and if you've broken one law, you're, you're guilty. And I said, if God was to deal with all evil <coughs> sin right now, how would he deal with you? And for a second there, he just froze. <laughs> and he said, well, oh, I try and do, I do the wrong thing sometimes, but then I, you know, I usually like try and make up for it. I said, yeah, but that's not, that's not how it works. You don't make up for what you've done by doing something good. You broke the law, my friend. And so, you know, you can see that it doesn't matter because every religious system in the world has one thing in common. It's good works and bad works, and you're going to try and do more good than bad. And you just yeah. bring it back to the cross, you know. You're not perfect, neither are we, but Christ is. And then that's, you know, so both examples, and, and the lady was very open. She was, yeah, so praise God. Yeah, awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. Give them a round of applause. Well done, Scott. Yeah, all right, that's a good idea. Um, yeah. Well, I was going to—I was going to say that just one more thing. We, um, just as we were—we were, we were um, witnessing to these people um, when Ben and I went away to speak to the Hindu fellow um, Sanjay. Jamie went away to actually pray for us. So, we, they, and and when Jamie and Ben went away to speak to this lady, I went away to actually pray for them to put the right words in their hearts to speak. So we found that that was actually. Um, very, like it was actually working. It was actually something that was, yeah. Uh, uh, well, yeah, it's uh, the proper way of doing it, really, isn't it? Yeah. And, and and in the sense, if you if it's in your heart to come out with us, you don't have to necessarily go out straight away and start witnessing. You can be doing that. You can we can walk off in pairs, and then one will go and pray, watching the other one as they witness, and sort of just sort of wean yourself onto it, getting a sense of it, and getting a feel for it, because it. It is one of those things that when you go out and start doing it, it's you, you find the confidence rises. You, yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. Once you get over that break the ice kind of moment, where like, it is very awkward and you can feel very random just approaching people on the street. You know, like most people, I know I don't like being approached by salespeople like <laughs> myself. So go and approach people, but you just really got to forget yourself and remember why you're doing it. Um, you're just trying to do it. You know what the truth is, and you know that these people are lost, and you know that they need God, um, and you've really just got to like, die to yourself and just throw yourself out there. And whatever happens, if you get ridiculed or if you, um, you know, people, some people are going to just tell you to go away, not interested. But you know, it's not your job to convince anybody. You're just planting seeds. God does the 
he does the work with the spirit through people when we call. Even if we say something, if that person doesn't really respond straight away, they might go away, and that's when the spirit's working in them, and that's when the growth happens. So, um, just on that as well, that um, we, we had a conversation afterwards um, that you know it is really like about dying to yourself, you know, because these people don't need me, they don't need Anthony or Jamie, they need Christ, you know, uh, and they need to see Christ in us. We have the hope of glory. We have the Spirit of God, the living God, who's existed from eternity past to eternity future. We have Him living inside us. They need to see that. And the thing is, like, we, we had this, uh, you know, conversation about, imagine when we get to heaven or when we, when we, when we get taken up to the Lord. And imagine you see someone that you shared in the park, you know. And maybe that was the only time you ever saw them, but that was the seed that was planted and, and someone else watered. And you're like... Not that we want the glory for ourselves, but you know, think about it like like a fireman or somebody goes into a building to rescue a stranded person. You know, they were hopelessly lost. You know, there was no hope, and then and then, but you know, we the fireman goes in there and rescues them. You know, that's what God is calling us to be: is is, is brave soldiers who are going to go and rescue the lost. You know. And that, when you think about it like that, this is this might be the only hope that these people have is, is what you know God is doing in us, you know, to, to send us. So, yeah, that's good. That's good. And as well, you know, you don't have to necessarily take to the streets to do this. You can yeah. do it. We we encounter a lot of people every day, strangers, people that we do know, work colleagues. Um, yeah. I guess you just always got to be have a heart of Christ and always be ready. Look for opportunities and conversations. You know, you always talk about what happened on the weekend or something like that. Something can open up, and that's when you look for opportunities to share your faith or, you know, someone. It's a very awkward thing to talk about in the in the world, and that's no surprise because um, we're not. In, you know, we're only pilgrims in this world. We're just, you know, we're not citizens of this actual world, but we're of the. Well, we're not of the world, but we partake of the world. Um, so, well, I'm always looking for those opportunities as well. Like, you don't have to go out in the streets. You don't have to feel pressured. Oh, we're going to go out in the streets now. Just do it in your own lives. But if God, you know, if God's talking to you to do, He wants you to do something. So if He's telling you to do it, I suppose you got to have that tug of war and get over yourself and go, okay, I'm going to listen and obey. Um, and that's part of your own journey and your own faith and your own growth as well. So, well, yeah. then just on that, um, Elizabeth. Oh, I was thinking. I was yeah. Elizabeth, could you come up and share what, what happened the other day? Thank you. I shouldn't have told just, you. I know. You shouldn't have told you. You hate something. You hate something. I'll call her up. I was with my daughter in Marion, and we just had um, coffee and cake. And she was going off to do some shopping, so I sat at the top of the escalators in the coffee shop and waited for her. And a lady came past me and sat down with difficulty because she had um, her grandson in a wheelchair. He was 15, very disabled, couldn't communicate, um, couldn't speak, um, and she was also pushing a big trolley of groceries and she was manoeuvring these two things to sit down and have a drink. And so I started talking to her, and um, I just said, oh, we've just had coffee and cake. She says, oh, I love, uh, it was Black Forest cake, (laughs) (laughs) which we love. Um, And I felt the Lord say, buy her a cake. So I went over and bought her a Black Forest cake and brought it back, and I said, this is with love, and this is from, (coughs) from Jesus. Hmm. and she was overwhelmed because she'd had a really bad experience in the supermarket nobody would help her she was trying to shop pushing this big it was a big wheelchair because he was so disabled and she'd had several men very rude to her and she just wanted to sit down and rest and um, it turns out that she used to go to church but hasn't been for a long time and uh, I said, can I pray for you? 
and she didn't mind. So I laid hands on her and I prayed for her at the top of the escalator with people going by and I just forgot about them. I thought this woman needs to know your love. And uh, she wanted to know my name and she wanted to share her name. And uh, I prayed for her now. And I thank the Lord that he gave me that opportunity and that I was brave enough to speak to her. And there's a little verse we used to say, only one life will soon be passed, only what's done for Christ will last. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah seeing just a, a little opportunity arises and you just take the initiative, buy a cake, act of generosity, this is from Jesus, you know, it touched her heart. So it, it'll be amazing to find out what, what that does in the future, you know, in someone. Yeah. Restore their faith in the people of God and, you know, and the church, etc. So um, sorry to do this, guys. Come and pray for, was it Manoj? Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that we had to uh, mm. speak to Sanjay in the Botanic Gardens yesterday. Lord, Lord we just pray that um, any seed that we uh, may have uh, put in the, in the ground at that point, Lord, um, in Sanjay's life, allow it to just grow and flourish, Lord. Um, allow him to... Um, Allow the journey for him to um, be led to you, Lord. Uh, reveal yourself to him, Lord. I, I pray that he prays, um, Lord, mm. uh, after you reach the Bible, so that you can reveal yourself to him, Lord. Mm. Um, and we just pray that um, we do see him uh, in the kingdom of heaven, yes. Lord. Yeah. In the name of Jesus, Amen. 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 And I'm going to get Jamie to come up and pray for Romo. I'll getting you up later. Yes, Lord, we just turn our hearts to Arel, the lady we met in the park. Um, she's going through a time of grieving at the moment. Um, we know that she has your word close by at hand. And we just pray for her that the spirit is manifesting in her to encourage her to pick up the word and to go through the scripture and that the scripture will reach out to her heart and renew her, um, that, she will, that she will have a revelation, that she will have an awakening, that she will find her God um, and that she will come back to you, um, back to the family and the body of Christ and find joy and hope in the spirit. Um, we pray this for her in Jesus' name. Now I'm going to put a few more people on the spot and say, and Matthew, you're next. I'm up again. Now I'll, I want Matthew to come up and talk to us about the importance of reading the Bible. Ah. All right. Just uh, let's just let's just pray for him. Lord, we want to we ask you to give a word to Matthew now uh, that that can speak into our hearts of the importance of uh, he, uh, reading the word and really knowing our Bible. And so I ask you right now, Holy Spirit, just to move on Matthew and just to uh, bless us with His words in the name of Jesus. Amen. Alrighty. Uh, this won't be long for you all. I'm sure you will relate. I think, um, to me, there's a few key things about Bible reading, or the discipline of Bible reading. Um, but even saying discipline makes, I guess, we sort of think, oh, that's a hard thing to do. It should be a joy, really. It should be, this is God's Word. As you were saying before, Ben, this is Jesus in a book. Not that, not that he's limited, but we should be happy to open it and learn something new about our God. Um, but going back to what I was saying, yeah, the act or the discipline of reading the Bible, I think it's, like in anything in life, it needs to be regular. Uh, it shouldn't be a thing we do once every three months because a sermon you know, inspired us to do it or, or you know, something bad happens, so we do it again and we think, oh, well, if I keep doing this, nothing more bad will happen. You know, it's not like a, a magic wand or anything like that. We should be reading it regularly to keep ourselves aware of what God's Word is, because as you would all appreciate, it's a huge book. Uh, there's plenty in it, and there's no way we would know every word if we just read it the once. You know, we've got to continually be reading, and also from different parts of the Bible. Let's not get stuck just reading, say, the Psalms, and that's all we've read in a year. I mean, nothing wrong with doing a full-on study of the Psalms in a year, but don't just read from one bit. And don't let me contradict myself here. 
But don't also just have your Bible in front of you and go, right, today, and open her up, and you just start reading from a random verse. I mean, it is all God's Word, and it is all useful, don't get me wrong, but let's do it systematically. Especially, let's take, for example, something like the epistles. They were letters to various people. Let's not read, you know, from the middle of one, three verses, and then think, ah, now, what does that mean to me? You know, let's actually look at the context and go, all right, this is a letter, let's read it in full. Let's think about who it was addressed to. Let's, you know. So uh, there is so much to say, of course, about reading the Bible. But I think, yeah, regular, a regular discipline. I mean, I try and do it, um, and I'm not perfect, definitely, but try and do it every, every morning. Um, and, you know, maybe on the weekends it doesn't happen. But if you're struggling with that, the discipline of reading it regularly, then have a crack at doing a plan. You know, um, there are so there are countless, probably infinite plans out there on how to read the Bible or you know various ways to read the Bible. Something for me that uh, I guess transformed a little bit in my mind this year, and we were talking about it a few weeks back, is reading through the Bible chronologically, um, and so trying to tie in a lot of the Old Testament books with each other because quite a few of them, like Chronicles and Kings, actually tie in with each other, actually match. Um, they're speaking about the same thing. Now, if you're doing a plan where you know, you're reading one chapter here, one chapter there, you're probably never going to realise that because it's six months after the fact that you've gone back to, back to Chronicles. But that's just an example, uh, a chronological one. But I guess to, to, to sum up, I don't know how much more longer you want me to go, but to, to sum up, I'd say treasure it, like really value it. We say, you know, oh, it sits on the cupboard, it sits on the bedside table, you know, are we actually going to it and treating it like God's Word or are we treating it as like a novel we've got on the side there that we are, we're trying to get through? You know, um, A big thing for me when we started this 16 years, no, how many years ago? I don't even want to think about it. Nine years ago or something. Um, was if I was going to say to people that I'm a Christian, I should know what's in the Bible. Um, it's, it's pretty hard. I mean, if you guys, you know, you're out talking to a Hindu person and you say to them, you know, what does a Hindu believe? And they don't know then you know you, you're sort of going to think, well, all right, how's this conversation going to go? The same thing surely should be true for us. We should know what we believe uh, if we're going to start speaking to people. And you know, they will have wanted us to have tested what we believe before they're going to jump in. I suppose is my point there. So, the Bible finally is the only 100% reliable all the time way that we can see God's word. You know, there's Christian authors, there's um, you know, sometimes maybe we think, oh, I think God's telling me this. Now, I, I'm not saying that never happens, don't get me wrong, but sometimes, you know, it could be your mind doing it or doing that. The Bible is 100% God's Word. Uh, and so it should be the place we go to if we're, if we're in need of that. Um, and we should be going there regularly. Yeah. Yeah. hope that's helped Some, somewhat. <laughs> I'm sure you didn't prepare for that. No, madly preparing when you were praying. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, that God. was a great, great word, wasn't it? Um, in relation to uh, Bible plans, I've started a Bible plan, and it's an easy one to remember. It's called Robert Roberts. <laughs> and it's reading the whole Bible in a year. Uh, and what's beautiful about it is I've, well, I've got uh, our daughter Alicia to uh, start doing it. And she puts it on in the morning, and if you use the Bible app, it can read it for you. And there's a, a voice, uh, the reader of the NIV in the uh, Bible app is, when he speaks, it's like I understand it better than if I read it myself. Mm-hmm. He's just got so much expression in his voice. Yeah. And so what Alicia does, what I do is, the first thing I do when I wake up is I put it on. Yep. And so I, I press play, and the three or four chapters that I have to listen to gets played while I'm just sort of lying there. And so I wake up, and the first thing I start hearing is the Word of God. And uh, it takes roughly 15 minutes, yeah. 15, sometimes 20 minutes, and it's done. Mm. And you get up, you have your shower, and you do all that stuff, and away you go. And it's just a real simple way, and you're listening to it. And when you first wake up, your mind's really, you know, will really pay attention to every word, because there's, there shouldn't be, usually, a lot of other distracting thoughts. Mm. So your mind's fresh, you play the Bible, goes in, you know, very yeah. impacting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, um, now, I, I'm, I'm always keen to hear, uh, when I uh, finish church, uh, a lot of the time when I get a chance, I like to hear Andy's update. I say, Andy, you know, what's been going on in the world sort of thing, and Andy will start giving me 
um, some insight into things that are happening in the world. And Andy, is there anything that you'd like to just share with us about stuff that's been happening lately or that you've been looking at? Or? It's been a quiet week. It's well, been... it has, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. With, uh, oh, I don't know where to start. I mean, to say, uh, you've got economic situations, you've got terrorist situations. Yeah. Where do you start? Well, come and, come and talk to us a little bit. Just give us a bit of an Andy update. <laughs> it's I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> Okay. Let me ask a question first. Who's fearful here this morning in what's coming upon the face of the earth? Is anybody fearful? They don't fear anything? They don't fear an economic situation developing? They don't fear terrorist activities? We fear God. I'm sure everyone is agreeing. Yeah. Well, look, can I just reiterate? I don't think we need to be fearful. Because we're God's chosen people. And he's declared that he's going to look after us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look at the economic situation that is developing around the world. And uh, I don't want to take too long on this, but this interests me. Uh, and that is that the whole world, wherever you go in the Western world, there's debt. The world is driven by debt. And I see where this is going. If you want to take the time and take an interest in where this is going... It's not good. Uh, It it means that eventually, somewhere down the track, the piper has to be paid. And if you look at that situation economically, it's um, quite a disaster. This debt has to be paid back. Who's going to pay it? I don't think the world is capable of paying that. I'm going to say, I look at the United States, I look at how much debt they're in over there, with their unfunded uh, liabilities, they're up over $20 trillion. That's trillion with a T. They'll never ever pay that back. So something is going to come to this world that all of us are going to have to deal with at some point in time in the economic situation. I look at uh, the evil that is transpiring with the terrorist attacks uh, in Europe, the Middle East. I'm going to say it's shocking. You see ISIS fighting to, I guess, stay alive in the Middle East. What they're doing to women, children, the average man in the street. They're just executing them on the spot. And you look at this, uh, I'm going to say, just this week, uh, 60 odd people, women, children, men, executed in a town. And it was heartening to see that there was a couple of Americans that were representing a Christian organisation that decided that uh, they were going to try and do something. They went back under fire. They asked for a smoke screen to be put up. And the next morning, out of those people that were executed, there were three that were still alive, including a small child. And they went in and they prayed and they said, God, you've got to help us here. We want to try and save some of these people that we've seen moving in the bodies on the street. And yet they couldn't go out because there was a clearance of 150 metres where they would take sniper fire. So they asked their uh, their companions, the, the US military, to uh, drop a smoke screen, which they did. And it was really heartening to see an American soldier come out with about an eight or a nine-year-old girl that had been wounded. And the story goes on to say that she was recovering in the hospital along with the two others. So that was three people saved out of a situation in the Middle East. And this is ongoing. This is happening day in, day out. This evil is coming to the whole world, not just the Middle East. It's coming to the whole world. The Bible says that in the last days, terrible times will transpire. And I think as Christians... We need to prepare, we need to have a full and comprehensive understanding of what is really coming to our world. Satan knows that he is in his last throes, if you like, and he's putting up a heck of a resistance. He's all out, and he's out to destroy all of mankind if he can. I hope this is not being negative to anybody. But I I like to be a realist. I like to understand where we are going. 
and I like to get a grip on reality. So please, don't let this make you despair. It's not meant to. It's just that uh, this is the world that we live in and we do have to wake up and understand as Christians that we can push back and that uh, we can be blessed by God. Mm. Yeah. I hope that's, uh, yeah, that's no, good. Well said. Thank you. Well Thank said. you. Very, oh, it's loud Very true, Andy. Um, I've heard it said that we, uh, in these countries like in Australia, we sort of live in a bubble. You know, um, we're all so sheltered, so protected, nothing bad really happens. You know, we don't have earthquakes, we don't have cyclones, especially here. We don't have, um, you know, our economic situation is actually, we're quite prosperous here. Um, you know, there's bad things that happen in people's homes. There's, you know, Satan is getting in in certain ways, but we're not seeing armies on our doorstep. No. We're not seeing tanks driving down the street. And so in a sense, we're in this bubble and we, we watch TV and in a, it's nearly feels like we're watching a movie because it's all it's all over there. It's all so far away that um, we're so disconnected from it that it's like it's nearly surreal. Or is it really happening? You know, do we even take take it as truth anymore? You know, because we're so used to watching movies and we're always seeing that sort of stuff in movies, aren't we? So, um, but the reality is, you know, there's many places overseas that were just like us. And they're no longer even in existence, you know, complete cities, just completely destroyed. So we've got to thank God that we're, we've got this lovely life that we're leading now. But we also have to have our hearts ready in case God, you know, allows something to happen here that is going to shake, shake our country and shake our city. Amen. Yeah. Thanks, Andy. Yeah. That was a great word. And uh, Ben, could you come up and you wanted to share something with us? Praise the Lord. Well, I just, uh, I know that we serve a living God because um, when God orchestrates things, uh, it's just impossible for man to have done this, you know, because um, the, the message that I um, had the Lord, felt the Lord put on my heart um, is actually very relevant to the fact that um, <clears throat> today we are having so many testimonies and so many people coming up and sharing um, of things that are happening in this in this world, because we we know that we serve, like I said, a living God, and and we are His living people. We are living organism as a, as, as an individual and as a as a collective body. We are we are alive, you know, and and there there should be, you know, something that's alive doesn't just sit in one spot, you know. There's there's movement. There's things happening, you know, even from the tiniest little cell. And I just wanted to give a a word of um, exhortation, encouragement, um, examination of, of our, ourselves and our lives. And um, the, the passage I wanted to um, read from is from John chapter 7 and verse 37. <clears throat> John chapter 7 and verse 37. And this is a well-known um, you know, passage. We probably hear this several times during prayer meetings and, and this but it says, um, On the last day of the feast, a great day, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now, I just wanted to ask you to examine your heart, even right now, and ask yourself, do I have rivers of living water flying from out of my heart because I want you to think about a river you know rivers it's not a stream it's not a little trickle you think of the Murray River how much water is in the Murray River that's constantly flowing this is what Jesus is saying rivers if those who come to him and believe in him rivers of living water should be flowing from within us and the the um Analogy that the Lord has given me as well is, is um, obviously because I was in the army for 11 years. So a lot of the things when the Lord shows me something, it's it's in in a context of the army, you know. And um, with having been in the army for 11 years, I can tell you a few war stories. Um, 
I can tell you about when I was in the Solomon Islands and I had a 16-year-old girl point a pistol at me from probably less than, less than two meters, probably a meter and a half, pointed right at me, you know? And it was terrifying. And I can sit here and I can recount stories after stories of things like that because I've been to war. Now, someone who's never been to war before can't tell you a war story. There's nothing to share. And, you know, it's, the example is that when we are uh, walking with God, when we're seeking God diligently with our hearts, when we're in, in His Word as we've heard, when, we've, when we're praying to Him with a desperate prayer, um, you know, which sometimes, you know, we pray and it's just this, you know, dry, we're just going through the motions. But, you know, imagine, imagine you, I suddenly said, um, I've just spotted uh, 10 armed militiamen. Um, they're, they're approaching, they're about a kilometre away, they're coming here, they know we're here, they know we're meeting. We can't leave, you know, we're cut off. Um, imagine how you would start praying then. Imagine the intensity of prayer. With all your heart, you would be praying, seeking God. Lord, this is, you know, I might, I might die here, you know. You've got to protect me, Lord. Help me, you know. That's, if we can think about that, how intense we would pray then. But it's, it's even greater than that. In the reality is that we, we, we live in a spiritual in a, in a realm that has a spiritual realm that parallels our realm. And we have far greater and ten um, militiamen. We have a we have a demonic realm that is wants to invade, wants to attack us. They they're constantly trying to to bring us down. And if we can remember that, that this is what we this is how we need to pray. You know, we, this is how earnestly we need to seek God because we've heard Andy. You know, what's happening in the world? It's it's things are speeding up. Things are getting worse. We're, we're seeing. You know, it's like we're, we're, we're in one of those rooms where the walls are closing in, you know, and, and it's, it's been getting cl- closed very, very slowly that maybe we haven't even realized. And Satan's just waiting for that moment when he, everything's in place and then he can really start closing in. And it's going to happen quickly. It's going to happen suddenly as we, as we hear in the Word that when, when they say peace and safety, because the world is looking for this peace, you know, and they're going to find it in, in, this, in this Antichrist guy, but then sudden destruction is going to come upon them. So things are going to like, take a really sharp turn. We don't know how this is going to play out exactly, but we know that whatever happens, we need to be ready. You know? And we need to be, um, as I said, walking close to God. The, the rivers of living water, rivers, you know, that's what we should aim at like, in, our, in, our, in our hope. And the, the other example was in just a couple of chapters back, in, in chapter 4, um, chapter 4 verse 14 and Jesus uses this analogy of water again and he says but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again the water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life that spring that, that's, that it, it gives life to other people other people drink from that the life that you just it just comes you know if you think about a, a spring or a river you don't have to go up to the river and say, you know, start flowing, you know. It's just flowing. It just happens, you know. People, people when they come to the river, oh, there's, there's water, you know. It's, 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 it's there. And, and actually, Rob shared with me a story um, the other day about um, a book, I think it was, and that someone that you had um, spoken with told you about, about um, using the analogy of a, of a well um, and how wells... When they um, when they finish with them or whatever, they they block them up, you know, and they throw stuff in there, bicycles and you know all kinds of crazy stuff to just stop the water. And um, and then and then someday someday in the future they might want to dig up that well and they have to start pulling all this stuff out, right? And what I wanted to say is that maybe if it, I, I'm not saying that's anyone here. But I'm just saying, examine. We need to examine our hearts. If we're not seeing the rivers of living water, the springing up of this well, maybe it's because the well has been blocked. Maybe you don't even realise that. Maybe there's things in our in our lives that we have unintentionally or perhaps just neglected through neglect. 
we have thrown things into the well and it can't flow anymore. And that's why we, we experience a dryness. Um, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's our personal life. Maybe, maybe deep down inside we would rather sit down and, and watch a TV show or, you know, some sort of entertainment rather than actually seeking after God. And we all do this. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to myself here. Yeah. We all do this where it's just easier to, to sit back, relax. Maybe we've had a long day at work and we just want to veg out or whatever. Like, you know. But this is not the time for vegging out. This is the time of war. And we're coming into that, the final battle to, to finish off this, this world as we know it. And we need to be the ones that are, are, are ready for the good works that he's prepared for us, you know. And as Rob was saying, that sometimes when, when they're digging up these wells and they're pulling out high school, they're pulling out bricks or they're pulling out stuff, and there might even be like vipers down there. There might be snakes, poisonous snakes. And sometimes when you start digging up and going, you know what, I'm getting rid of this stuff, you start getting in a bit of resistance, you know. Maybe the enemy's not happy with that and he's going to start putting obstacles and, and making you, oh, I'm a bit afraid, you know, what, what's going to happen if I, if I start, you know, allowing the Lord to remove these things out of my life. But we, we, can't, we can't allow that to stop us. We've got to, no, we're going to, we're going to take these snakes and we're getting them out. And when you get to the bottom, usually they'll find like this muck of just really like muddy and, and, and junk down there. And then they have to dig through that junk and they get it out. But then here comes the spring water again, you know, and it's just as fresh, it's just as pure, you know, it's not dirty, it's amazingly clean, you know, and that's that's what we we all we all need to have that those rivers of living water. If we're going to be a part of this end times people set apart from this world, like like we mentioned before, you know, about when we go out when we witness, you know, um, we need to have this we need to have this this water that they can drink. And um, you know we need we, we need to be we should be telling war stories to each other you know like we've heard you know in a small measure today when we went out and and we spoke to this Hindu guy and, and he, he he was convicted you know or I was at my workplace and and um, you know I shared there was a guy who was going through a rough time I'm not saying we're all evangelists and we're all out there but. It should be, oh, the Lord, the Lord, you know, I was struggling with this addiction, you know, you know, I was, I was, I had a secret addiction I had not, I wasn't telling anybody about, um, but I've really been seeking God and He's really given me victory over this, you know, that's war, that's a war story, you know, and, and, or, or, you know, look, if we give ourselves to the Lord, there's nothing, there's, there's nothing that won't, He won't be able to do through us, you know. Without Him, we can do nothing. But when we have Him, when we have the Holy Spirit going before us, you know, miracles will happen. You know, people will be getting saved dramatically. You know, and in in our church up in Brisbane, the other day we had um, we had four people who were never believers. They, um, you know, one guy was an atheist two weeks before, and 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 he, and he shared we, we shared the gospel with him, and um, we had we had a day for baptism four people and they got baptized and then suddenly you know this guy who was an atheist two weeks ago he put his hand up he said yep i need to get baptized you know and it's just like praise god you know this is this is life this is this is real you know we want to we want to have this wherever we go you know the, the fragrance of christ that that should be coming out of us you know and as it says the fragrance of christ is life unto life to some but it's death unto death to others you know when paul when Paul would go into a city, or when, you know, when the disciples or the apostles would go into a city, two things would either happen. Either there would be a revival, or there would be a riot. And they would get chased out of town, and they would get beaten and whipped, and he would just, praise God, you know, this is it. You know, I'm, I'm in this war. I'm, I'm fully committed. I'm, gonna, I'm going all in. I'm not going to hold anything back, you know. So, you know, let's just, um, I just feel from the Lord that, we need to examine our hearts. You know, is this? Are we seeing this reality, or are we just seeing the motions? You know, and, and it's not to condemn anybody. You know, because if it is you, then you know, then ask God, Lord, I want to, I want to live that life. You know, I want to. What we see in the Book of Acts, I want that. You know, so yeah. yeah. Praise well the said. Lord. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That was great, wasn't it? Great exhortation. You didn't need me today. <laughs> and that was uh, amazing. I think everything that was spoken was just 
uh, tied in together. Um, I've actually got more more people I was going to ask to uh, come up and speak as well, but uh, we're we're running out of time, so I'm going to get the uh, the worship band back up. Who wants to worship? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, great. Vina and the guys, if you can come up, and we're going to sing uh, "Draw Me Close." Turn this off.